0: Hey, and welcome to All Things Renovation with Brandy the Boss Lady and Paul the Wood Magician. We're a fun-loving couple who eat, breathe, and live all things renovation and will be your hosts on this podcast. We created the podcast to help you take a confident role in your renovation dreams and get your project done right, on time, on budget, and with quality craftsmanship. Welcome back to the All Things Kitchen Renovation series. So far... We've covered dreaming of your kitchen, how to hone in on what you want, layout, cabinetry, countertops, and backsplashes. Today, we're hitting the floor. Now, we ask a lot of our kitchen floors with various types of torture. Spills, drips, blender accidents, and yikes, watch those toes as utensils are dropped. Not to mention the foot traffic, the pets, and the odd food fight remnants. We need durability and style for our kitchen floors. Today, I'll go through five different options. First, hardwood. Emphasis on the hard part of hardwood. Hardwoods like oak or hickory are a better option than a softwood like fir or pine. My in-laws have fir in their kitchen and it's pretty beat up. You drop almost anything on it and it dents. Don't even get me started about the scratches on the floor and the water and food bowl damage from the dogs who have resided there throughout the years. Now, I have tongue and groove, or T&G reclaimed oak flooring from an apartment building in Vancouver in my kitchen, and it stood up much better than the in-laws' place. Hardwood floors, even with the possibility of damage and sensitivity to water and scratches, can still be a good choice if you're looking for a timeless look, and because they can be resanded and refinished a number of times before needing a full replacement, it's a good option. Now, here's a quick little note about engineered hardwood. This type of product is, has the same two ingredients, if you will. There's a thin layer of hardwood veneer glued onto a plywood base. The thickness of the hardwood is where the main difference lays. The thicker the top layer, the better, and it allows for refinishing later. The other is uh, part of the factory finishing aspect of it. Now they are gaining in popularity as they can be quicker to install, and, and in a variety of methods as well. That you can nail them down, they can be floating or even glued down. I'm not sure I'd glue it down personally, but it is an option. Second, tile. Porcelain, natural, ceramic are all tried and true. Durable, cleanable, can last a lifetime, and more color and pattern layout options that could make your head spin, uh, but they're a little hard on your feet and legs, and it's cold to the touch unless you have in-floor heating or lay heated cable prior to the tile going in. Uh, You also lose anything breakable if it drops on it, and uh, it's not easily repaired if a tile does get grapped or broken. The third option that we're going to cover today is linoleum or marmoleum. Now, my folks had lino in a number of their houses when I was a kid, and I remember my mom waxing them from time to time. The third option that I'm going to discuss today is lino or linoleum, and uh, another derivative of that, marmoleum. Now, my folks had lino in a number of their houses when I was a kid, and I remember my mom waxing them from time to time. Now, it was very, very, very popular about 50 years ago, and was invented by an English dude by the name of Frederick Walton, way back in the mid-1800s, after he happened to notice the rubbery, flexible skin of solidified linseed oil that had formed on the top of a can of oil-based paint. As it was then, it is today. Lino is still made from linseed oil, but it has a variety of Uh, Additives like pine resin, ground cork, sawdust, lots of different pigments and mineral fillers, um, but still traditionally have a a burlap or a canvas backing to it. And it comes in such a wide variety of colors, patterns, grades, and gauges that, you know, that honestly you won't be wanting for choice. Now, marmoleum is kind of the all natural version of lino. It typically doesn't off gas, it isn't made with any VOCs or toxic chemicals has no adverse health issues during or after production in its useful life or when it's disposed of. So great option for those with sensitive um, sensitivities or allergies and for those who are really wanting to have an eco-friendly product, uh, seeing as how it is considered truly sustainable. Uh, it also has anti-static properties, so hair, dust, and dirt do not easily adhere to it, making it a little easier to clean. Uh, you'll often see it in hospitals, but it is used residentially in w- as well. In fact, we uh, we completed a kitchen not long ago for a client who chose it for her floors. Now, Both lino and marmoleum come in a range of colors, like I mentioned, so you won't be limited at all as to what might be available to you. Uh, a couple of drawbacks are that neither are, are easily repairable if they're cut or damaged. And with the natural backing, uh, like the burlap or the canvas, if water were to find its way under, you'll get a lot of discoloration and potentially mold. All right, moving on to the fourth option today, uh, Luxury Vinyl Tile, or LVT. And and you say, what the heck is that? Well, it's the posh and oh, so much better version than your late grandma's vinyl, or that asbestos-laden VCT, or vinyl composite tile, which was usually 12 by 12 inches in size, and it was laid in a sort of a checkerboard pattern and found a lot in basements. LVT uh, comes in a lot of options, Uh, the sizes of the planks, so they can be different widths and different lengths. Uh, It can look like wood, stone, ceramic tile. Uh, It can be loose laid, clicked together or glued down. It's really a pretty durable product, Um, and the plank itself is waterproof. Now, if it's click or loose laid together, uh, water can get through the seams and under the plank to the subfloor. So, you know, you have to watch out what you say about being waterproof. Uh, they are stain and scratch resistant. They're a pretty good option for pet lovers. They're fairly soft underfoot. They clean well. And I have to say it, the, uh, it's kind of the current or the hot in product right now. Now, there's not too much of a downsize to it other than it's not considered eco- e- eco-friendly. And if you tell your folks you're putting vinyl in, they might question your logic until you educate them about this pretty cool product, actually. The the last one we're going to cover today is cork. Cork can be used in almost any area of your home. Now, I wouldn't put it in the bathroom, for instance, but it can be an option for a kitchen floor. It's a renewable resource, so it's considered a green product. Similar to an engineered hardwood product, the cork is glued down to a plywood substrate backer, And it comes in a variety of plank sizes as well narrow and long, squares, um, and all very, a whole whole handful of dimensions. Um, It's really soft on the feet, but it can be a little bit susceptible to damage. Um, But usually that damage sort of blends in with the natural movement of what the cork looks like. So it can still be a reasonable option. Now, like anything, you get what you pay for, and flooring is one area that can be so disruptive to change out in the future. So it's an element that I'd suggest you choose thoughtfully. A question we usually get asked, and it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation when it comes to flooring, is does the floor go in first or do the cabinetry uh, parts and pieces go in first? Now we've done it both ways for clients, and there are uh, some pros and cons to each method. If we put the floor first uh, in first, it's easier for both the install of the floor as well as for the cabinetry you don't have any weird or clumsy cuts that go around end panels that go right to the ground or islands. And if you were to change the footprint of your cabinetry later on, you won't have any floor infill issues. However, if you wanted to change your floor out later on, it would be a bunch, like fairly, uh, it would be really quite a bit more challenging. Uh, if you, we do cabinetry first, as I just mentioned, you'd have the ability to change out your floor more easily in the future as it doesn't run under the cabinetry. Less chance the floor will be damaged during cabinetry and uh, countertop install phase, and less likely the or sorry, there will be slightly less material cost, but you will have to cut out um, around any panels that extend to the floor and around the island or a peninsula, which may be a little more challenging with a sheet product like marmoleum, for instance. Now, regardless of the floor option you choose, be sure to prep the subfloor properly to avoid any future issues. This may include replacing the old shiplap with some TNG plywood glued down and screwed to the joists, or even adding another thin layer of plywood on top of the existing subfloor in the opposite direction uh, with the seams uh, off-centered so that, uh, you know, it just creates a really solid foundation for your new floor to be put in, Uh, and oftentimes there's some self-leveling that gets put in because no floor is perfectly flat. Um, and, uh, oftentimes we'll also use a bit of self-level for, uh, transitioning from sort of one area into another so that there's a gradual, uh, slope up or down into whatever room we're, that we're working in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just can't say enough about making sure that the floor is prepped properly because it really would be unfortunate to have spent all this time, money and energy putting in a floor that, um, you know, doesn't stay where it should. Anyway, well, thanks for joining us today, and be sure to listen to the other episodes in this series for more bite-sized info on all of the elements that go into renovating your drab to dream kitchen. Now, if you're ready to take the next steps, uh, we are, of course, happy to consult with you on your dream kitchen. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today and learning about all things renovation. We hope, after listening, you feel even more empowered to take a confident role in your renovation dreams. You can find all additional episodes and resources for All Things Renovation at our website, allthingsrenovation.com. And if you're ready to make your house feel more like home, you can contact us at wouldbeart.com to get started on your dream project now.